It's time for food talk. I'm Marianne Myers. I'm here in my home studio talking by telephone to my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins, who is at her home on the phone. Good morning, Linda. I'm here with all my aprons. Good morning, Marianne. <laughs> you you are uh, at home, so you could actually wear an array of aprons. You could be changing could, aprons all day. I, I could I could put them all on. Oh, that's true. Oh, it's the second half of the show. Let me get my red one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you know, we could do a Howard Stern thing and have a video with this. Oh, would that be a nightmare? Holy cow! Oh no, no. I know. But, you know, this is really funny. I knew that we were going to um, record the show, and so I cleaned. Isn't <laughs> 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 that funny? I don't even know why, but I did. I mean, I just felt compelled to. Oh, we're going to be on the radio. <laughs> we we better spiff up. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, uh, before we start talking about cooking, which, you know, eventually we usually do, but (laughs) I I know that you are sympathetic to this because you and I have the same uh, two fabulous cleaning ladies that come to our homes once a month and uh, kind of make up for all of our, (laughs) the last 30 days of misbehaving. Um, Yeah. So, uh, so we really miss them because months of not yeah. seeing them, months. Oh, I know. And I mean, the batter is building up on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my it's gosh. It's really sad. I, I, I think I'm doing pretty good about keeping the place clean, but I'm not very gracious about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have this one wobbly KitchenAid and like the beater bar wobbles. And if you and if I forget, and I, I it, it works really great for bread dough. But if I put like a batter in there and I start it up, it's just like a, a murder scene. It's the victim <laughs> of a custard, you know. It's just really, really awful. <laughs> well, anyway, we miss those girls. We totally oh, miss we those sure girls. Do. Yeah, I can't wait oh. to have them back. And I'm sure that like so many people who aren't able to work through this. Uh, they're looking forward to being back at work too. Yeah, yeah. Oy. So what have you been cooking? Oh, you know, um, since the start of the lockdown, um, my kind of go-to meal um, for some reason was pizza. And I think before, you know, we would go out for pizza a decent amount of time. And then um, we weren't going out. And so I just started making it and I've made it, I mean, before, but just not like, I mean, practically every week. And the thing that, um, well, I really like green olives on pizza, but the thing that really does it for me is if I just have a mess of fresh baby arugula oh, and yeah. um, I put it on top. And so I, I wonder if you guys out there have ever done that. I, I cook my pizzas on the grill. Um, um, and to do that, I, I heat my propane grill up as hot as it'll go for like 10 minutes. And then I bought out at um, the um, restaurant supply place a little walk ring. It's that ring that sits under um, under a walk on a stove to keep the round bottom stable. And, and, and they're, they're cheaper than a pack of cigarettes. But um, I, I put that, when I, I have the grill, I heat it up. I put that on the grill, and then I put the pan on that. And for some reason, 
if the pan isn't touching the grill directly, the bottom doesn't burn. If it is, it does burn. Uh So I cook them on the grill. But then when I take it off the grill, I have a big bowl of greens ready that I've dressed with a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper. That's all, not even any lemon juice. So lemon juice would probably be good. And um, um, I throw that on the top of the pizza. And boy, you know, it's just delicious. It is so delicious. And it's fresh and it just feels like a treat. And I put a lot more than you can get at a restaurant on there. And so that feels extravagant, you know. (laughs) And And it's your entree (laughs) and your salad all in one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, just sit down in front of the TV. Here we go. Here we go. America's game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking speaking of extravagant, because the arugula does feel extravagant, and that has kind of become my... um, well, my lockdown, the result of my lockdown pity party. So, you know, when this whole thing started, um, uh, I was in the unfortunate position of um, being low on toilet paper. And we all know how that thing went. Um, <laughs> I, I usually buy the cheap stuff um, because, one, I'm cheap. And, two, uh, I think it builds character. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Um, once I, I heard that people were snapping it up, that they were doing the panic buying thing, you know, I went out shopping and, and there wasn't any of the cheap stuff left and there wasn't even any of the regular stuff, just, you know, the really fancy stuff, the stuff that's like knitted out of the eider down of an Angora alpaca. Yes. You know? so, yes. Yeah. So, so I sat down with the financing guy that they got sitting right there and I, I got myself a, a pack. <laughs> And now, now my butt thinks we're rich. I'm spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I can never go back, you know, and, and the same thing is happening with food. I'm like, oh, I'm locked down. I can only have the finest of cheeses. Oh, I can only have arugula, fresh arugula on my pizza. I mean, I don't know what that is born out of. Have you done any of that? Are, are you all like, oh, I'm locked down. I have to have 57 treats. Well, you know, I have, uh, well, I haven't, ha- I haven't done the 57 treats thing, but I have, been very I I shop at a place that allows me to email in a list and then go there and pop the trunk open and somebody comes and puts my groceries in the trunk and I never go in Uh, and that is very good in times of pandemic uh, hugely appreciated uh, but yeah. what it does is make you be very specific about what it is that you want in your shopping cart right yes and, 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 and I my, t- my list says only the finest burrata I cannot have regular cheese that's you know? right that's right I'm I, I need uh, this very specific kind of brie I know exactly what it is and mm-hmm. uh yes it's hugely ridiculously expensive but I'm locked down and I have to have yeah. it um so th- so I have noticed that uh syndrome yes <laughs> and I do Boredom. miss going into the store but even though there are a few extravagances like that uh, I think that uh, life has gotten so much less expensive because I cannot mm-hmm. go out so there are no impulse yeah. buys at all yeah it's just <laughs> what are you going to cook and what do you need to cook it you know I used to I used to um, share my shopping trips with my neighbor Georgia and we would go every week you know and so we went one week and I came home with a high-speed blender and and what do those <laughs> cost about the price of like eight regular blenders oh but it was such a deal and then the next time I went with Georgia I came home with a leather recliner and so Dale didn't oh. let me go to Costco with Georgia anymore and so none of that is happening you know you're, oh. you just think <laughs> of all the money you're saving but they haven't you have that blender 
<laughs> hey, I covet that blender. I, I have a very, very old, uh, just an Oster or whatever, you know, uh, yeah. and, and I've gone through enough motors over the years that now yeah. I have a blender motor with three jars, which is actually kind of a luxury. I like that. I'm making, yeah. I'm making a smoothie every single morning for breakfast. So, and, and other things that you use a blender for, but I, but you know, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't behave properly. So you always have to take the lid off and poke things yeah. down around the blade yeah. because it, it's not strong enough to make a vortex. And I'm always yeah. uh, standing in my pantry where that is and complaining about it because it takes me forever to blend yeah. anything. And, and I know those uh, blenders you're talking about that are so expensive. I know about them and I have... They are really nice. They yes. are luxury. They are something you should ask for for Christmas. They're very, That's very lovely. Somebody donated yeah. one to the Food Web and... Um, wow. The Food Web's closed. Maybe I should just run up there and use theirs <laughs> when I need to blend something. <laughs> They'll never know. I'll wash it and put it back. No. <laughs> anyway. No, 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 no. <laughs> so what have you been cooking with your expensive uh uh groceries well um not so much with my expensive groceries but my stepson's been fishing and he got some rockfish Ooh. and he got some sole and um i made um a rockfish with a lemon caper sauce and that was really good that sounds great and so um i just heat a pan up till it's pretty hot but i use non-stick because i just i just have to yeah so i've got a non-stick pan pretty hot it's just how i am and i know that you can do it in a regular pan and i know i should be able to but it just seems with fish that i mean nearly one out of two times if i don't use non-stick i have a disaster yeah and i just i just don't want to risk it and also i like it better when it's not um uh dredged in flour uh -huh. And I, I, um, it, it, it seems to not stick so much to a regular pan if I dredge it in flour and I just don't want to do that. So I just use an unstick and I put half butter or half, half the, half oil in the pan. I get that pretty hot and then I stick some butter in there, equal amounts to the oil. And then, um, I, Are you I, using I, olive oil or veg oil? Um, um, I have used both okay. last night. I was out of olive oil, so I used vegetable oil. And so, um, uh, I just dry the fish off very very dry with um, paper towels on both sides and I and I salt and pepper it and then um, I just made a little lemon caper sauce with just some uh, uh, chicken stock uh, lemon lemon zest shallot um, uh, butter and then a little bit of cream to stabilize it because I have trouble with it breaking if I don't put a little bit of cream in there and then capers and I, I really like capers with fish I think they're delicious they are yeah they absolutely the, are yeah, the sole, I did the same thing except uh, uh, no sauce, and I didn't uh, use salt and pepper. I used that, um, there's a, a blackening spice that's really common in restaurant use. I think Paul Prudhomme made it, invented it like 40 years ago, but um, um, because his picture's on the can, <laughs> its colloquial name is Fat Man in a Can. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fat man in a can, and then you make some. Uh, so anyway, I made black and salt, and that was good. And I, I just served them both with rice. And lately when I make rice, I just mix whatever vegetables I have in with the rice in the rice cooker, and it just seems like it's maybe something a little different. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've been making fish. How about you? 
Um, I've been making, um, I've been still using stuff up out of my freezer. So I think uh, one of the last times we talked, I um, said that I had made some shepherd's pie and that, um, you know, shepherd's pie was traditionally, originally uh, made by the shepherds in, uh, I don't know, Wales or, or uh, Spain. Anyway, um, I had some lamb rib steaks in the freezer that, that a friend had uh, who was raising lamb had given me, and they'd been mm-hmm. um, languishing for quite the, <laughs> quite the long time. And so I uh, took them out and cut them into, uh, you know, a dice and made a mm-hmm. shepherd's pie with them, and really quite delicious. I, you know, I, I usually... Yeah, it was really good. Um, and there were leftover filling, and I used that the next day. It, it's more, you know, the texture of it is completely different than if you use ground meat, which I often do. Mm-hmm. Uh, use yeah. a blend of beef and pork or whatever. Uh, so this was chunky, more like a stew, a really thick stew. Uh, but okay. then the next morning, just mixing up what was left, just mix the mashed potato top right in with all the veg threw it on the grill with uh, uh, just like a patty and then flipped it over and put an egg on top. And it was really good, like a breakfast hash. What a good idea. It was really good. Great idea. Yeah. So uh, leftover uh, shepherd's pie, but also lamb, uh, which I had not done before. And I I don't buy lamb. It comes to me as a gift or I don't have it. It's not one of the things. It's like veal. I just not going to generally go there. But it was a lavish gift and it was uh, completely delicious. Um, And then I decided to make uh, uh, lasagna recently. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things, get everything out to get ready to do it, preheat the oven, blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. then realize that I have no mozzarella. Oh, no, and that's such a big part of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess I forgot I didn't have any because it was on my shopping list that I submitted, but uh, they were out. So, um, oh, yeah, and I yeah. had, I had specified fresh mots and that, you know, was my downfall because yeah. they were out of that. And I didn't say, uh, substitute, you know, the other kind, the rubber, uh, art gum eraser kind. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> anyway, I just made, uh, uh, lasagna with some, uh, chev and some sharp cheddar and a whole bunch of really good, uh, Parmigiano Reggiano. And it was perfectly lovely. I oh, mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Can, can you can you give me a second while I go change into my red apron for the second yes. part of this? Film? Yes. Yes. <laughs> let, let me. I wish I had a music break to see, you know just drop in here. Which, by the way, I am absolutely working on a little. You know, we usually talk to the end, and then it makes it very cumbersome for the fabulous and very tiny staff back at the station who has to take everything we upload. All of us who are. Uh, <laughs> pre-recording from our home studios we upload it into the ether it comes in up at the station and then the staff has to deal with us we have to they have to make it fit in the time they have to do the top of the hour ids it's all uh labor intensive for them and i thought you know we should just stop talking a few seconds early and put on a little music and give them that um grace period but no we can't shut up in time (laughs) 
and we tried last week, and we're like, yammer, yammer, yammer. And then I'm like, oh, my God, we're 30 (laughs) seconds over. So anyway, I I guess, uh, dear listeners, if uh, we stop in the middle of a sentence, it's because we've been cut (laughs) off. (laughs) Because we can't behave. Anyway, uh, so are you in your red apron now? Yes, yes, I'm ready for you to say that we're listening to Coast Community Radio. <laughs> That's right, and that we uh, Food Talk is a co-production of Coast Community Radio and North Coast Food Web. <laughs> I'm Marion Myers, and I am not in the room with, but I'm on the radio <laughs> with my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. In my uh, red bedazzled evening apron. <laughs> you are stunning. Seriously, I'm not kidding. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you a very specific question. You and I both bought mm-hmm. these beautiful big bags, five pound bags of wild uh, huckleberries from a local forager. Yeah, and uh, they—that is such an extra. Talk about an extravagance. That is yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, without ever having to pick one, we have five yeah. pounds. Uh, have you yeah. done anything with yours yet? No, and the reason is I gotta buy some lemons. Because oh. um, I just I, I love the the two flavors together. Yes, but um, but I, I think I'm gonna make a buckle. Oh, that would be really delicious. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I'll make some lemon huckleberry bread too, just quick bread. Yeah, that that it just sounds really good to me. I was I was toying around with the idea of a bunt, but I don't know. I have a lot of bunt disasters, so I just think I'm gonna <laughs> shove that and just, just use blueberries and pretend that they're huckleberries. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to do some uh, batch of scones because I love yeah, that's a good idea. having them. I would I mean my idea of a good breakfast is a scone and a cup of coffee, but uh, and yeah. also they freeze, so that would be good. Yeah. Um, but I haven't done that yet, and I have no excuse because I have a couple of Meyer lemons in the fridge right now um, that named would be after you. Perfect. Well, <laughs> sort of. They uh, that Meyer family had enough money to buy the extra vowel, so. Oh. <laughs> They, they have two E's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Well, I have I have some good news. Yes? I heard it through the grapevine. I wasn't in the store, but that the price of vanilla is coming down. What? Yeah. And that, as a matter of fact, that, that um, it is a full third lower than it was when it was at its height a few months ago. That's really exciting to me. Maybe we should go in together and get that 55-gallon drum we've been wanting. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, and if, if vanilla is actually going down in price, it will be the one thing on the planet that has not gone up in price since things got oh, bad. Oh, you know, that's, that's true. It's just crazy how yeah. uh, people will take advantage of a desperate situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, and then uh, they might not be taken, you know, advantage of it, but they might have, like, only half the workforce is available, and so they yes. have to pay a lot of overtime. And I mean, I think there's lots of reasons know, they can't get ingredients cheaply. They can just get ingredients, you know. Yeah, in fact, we're doing that in our kitchens, right? We're getting what yeah, we yeah, can get. Yeah, exactly. I'm only buying the finest cheese <laughs> <laughs> because we simply <laughs> must. <laughs> so, um, I was talking to my friend Kate because she was making popovers, and she was sending Ooh. me pictures of her popovers. And um, uh, anyway, so she was was talking about what she was making. Oh, and um, she she sorry the dogs. She <laughs> um uh 
was making hers full size. And I was saying, I usually make mine in a mini muffin pan. So they just kind of look like Gougeres, just they're little, they're just really little. It's just because if we're going to eat them, it's just a lot easier. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like um, you don't have to worry about the, the batter falling or, or, um, oh, just not being quite cooked and being all weird and goopy. And they just, they turn out without any problem at all. So anyway, um, we were talking about that. And my favorite way to make popovers is with blue cheese in them. Oh, yeah. And so um, I, I think they're really delicious. Just, you know, just make some batters, grease up the mini muffin pan and bake them. So she was saying, well, what do you do? Do you, do you cook the blue cheese in the milk or, or um, you know, how do you put it in there? And I just mix it in at the end. And it made me think of recently, um, since I talked to you last, I made some broccoli blue cheese soup. Now, doesn't that sound kind of good? It sounds excellent. Yeah, but I just winged it, and it was horrible. You know what it tasted like? <laughs> it's real. No, it's real name. Should have been moldy broccoli soup. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I think the reason is I made yeah. it like I make broccoli soup, and I put some blue cheese in, and then I hit it with the immersion blender. Oh, and right. And I think it's because it was just too emulsified, yeah. that it just tasted moldy. And, and I think that, that that was why when he said, you know, do you put it in the beginning? Do you, you know, mix it in and with the milk and I'm like no no and it, and and that's why because it would just taste like moldy popovers that's right that's right <laughs> I think with blue cheese it's important to have those little bits you know it doesn't want you to mess with them and you're punished if you do yeah. apparently <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh it was such awful soup and I mean just all the ingredients are right but man just don't put your blue cheese through the immersion blender learn from me <laughs> just don't do it <laughs> oh my it gosh awful. oh <laughs> I've been sautéing mushrooms a lot lately. There's a lot of, uh, there is a a huge variety of mushrooms available in stores anymore. Okay. Uh, You know, not even just foraged mushrooms from friends around here. I don't know if you go out mushroom hunting, but I do not. No, I do not. No, I got that neighbor that went blind. I'm not going to take that chance. Oh, my gosh. What? Now we need that story. No, no, I think, you know, my neighbor, um, uh, uh, Georgia, Georgia's husband, he, yeah. uh, decades ago, he was, um, uh, hunting mushrooms and he found one and he was thinking, well, maybe it's this or maybe it's this one's edible, one's not. And so he ate it and indeed it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it, he was blind for quite a while, got some vision back, but now he's back to being pretty blind. So, oh, I'm just, I mean, I'm not, I'm, it's I, a I, cautionary I'm, tale. Yes, exactly. I know that I learn through mistakes. I mean, I can sew, but it's because I have put that sleeve on upside down, inside out, right instead of left. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's backwards. I have done all the mistakes and the same as cooking. I mean, I, I've made a, a loaf of whole wheat bread that my dad used as a doorstop, you know, to shame <laughs> me. But, but that's what it was. And when we put it outside and, and we soaked it in milk, the puppies wouldn't eat it, you know? <laughs> I mean, like real puppies, like little dogs that didn't know any better still wouldn't. It was really really awful I mean I've made all the mistakes and that's how I learn so you you just can't make mistakes and that's why it's not a popular thing but I stay away from from canning um things that are low acid just because I don't want to kill my family you know I learn by making mistakes (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) well you can buy fabulous a wide variety of mushrooms in, from safe sources. Uh, 
that are you know that are farmed they're not foraged and uh they they grew a specific kind on purpose um and and so i have been requesting when i uh make a shopping list i've been requesting an amount of mushrooms but asking if there are if there's a variety could you just mix it up you know give me a oh what a good idea yeah and then you've got all these great mushrooms that you can just saute and add to you know they can just be a garnish on anything on a plate um, I mean really just a little butter a little white wine I mean mm-hmm. I, I just start with some bacon lardons to have the the fat to cook everything in maybe a little mm-hmm. uh, shallot and then throw the mushrooms in and then add a little you know cognac and <laughs> some garlic it's just a really nice uh side to anything yeah you know it's good on steak it's good on it's good in an omelet it's good it's good on toast yeah Yeah. and it's uh, year round yeah i've tried sauteing it and freezing it you know like so i would just have some to put like in an omelet or something yeah but that didn't really work it got really watery when it um yeah i'm like Oh, apples, you know. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're, it, mushrooms are great dried, um, and yeah. and they reconstitute really well. But I don't know that there's much of any other way to preserve them. Uh, they're yeah. just good to to just eat. Yeah. That's well, I mean, thing. I was hoping that if I sauteed them, that then I could freeze them, but it didn't work very well. Well, poo. Poo. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what we can say on the radio. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I mean, it's discouraging when you go to all the trouble to do it, and then it's not right. But that's, uh, you know, that's the learning yeah. curve. We, ch- we chalk it up. That's the learning curve. Yeah. I ran into an interesting bread thing. What is that? I, um, well, I got some Tefar, T-E-F-F. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, a seed, a little itty-bitty tiny seed that's ground up into flour. And I'm just trying to make bread out of it. It's not flour that they make that spongy Ethiopian scooping up in bread, you know? Yeah. And um, I forget the name of it, but that's what I call it in my brain. But um, I tried making um, bread out of it, and um, it does this really weird thing when you're making dough where it's really dry, and it, it doesn't seem like to matter if you add water to it. It doesn't care. It just stays dry. <laughs> and then you get to a certain point, and I mean, like, there's like a tablespoon between dry and here and it just like lets go of all the water it's the weirdest thing it's like it has like a saturation point I don't even know like the right words to describe it but it's like um when you're trying to mix it before you knead it or anything just mix it and get it hydrated get it get the the flour mixture wet you're uh, pulling uh, pulling because it's so dry uh, pulling and then all of a sudden it just goes to soup it's the weirdest thing oh so how do you deal with that Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't figured it out, but it's just it's just one of my Corona adventures. <laughs> um, I think Tef is kind of an acquired taste. Okay. Uh, well, well no, I, I haven't had the bread. I, I actually, I've had the flatbread. I've never had um, yeah. anything other than um, in one form, Tef can be like hot cereal, you know, the grain, yeah. the grain can be yeah. cooked like a hot cereal, and that always tastes to me like uh, asparagus. Huh. <laughs> I don't okay. know why. Uh, but if I if it's going to taste like asparagus, I would like it to just be asparagus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
frankly. Well, I wanted to see, like, if I didn't make it 100% test, you know, like, just see if it could just be, like, an interesting A note. blend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But it just it, it, it just does that weird thing that almost feels like when you add water to cornstarch, you know? Yeah, it's okay. Just, it's, um, yeah, maybe it's a non-Newtonian fluid, darling. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. <laughs> that's probably it. <laughs> we are uh, running pretty short of time. Is there any um, last-minute words of wisdom for us in our kitchens or, or otherwise? Uh, uh, bedazzle your aprons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe we could have folks uh, uh, send pictures of their themselves in their aprons to uh, the Coast Community Radio website. To oh yeah, uh, if and you could we'll email them, them and then um, because they yeah. could go in, we could do a little uh, retrospective of them in the next newsletter or something. Yeah, and we can describe them over the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that, coastradio.org, and then go to contact and uh, uh, and uh, send us a picture of you in your apron, or just your apron if you're shy. we got to say goodbye. Are you there? Oh, <laughs> I believe Linda has already said goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to uh, Food Talk. Stay tuned. Coming up at the top of the hour, NPR News headlines. And then um, I suspect that John Stevenson will be coming to you remotely with uh, fabulous two hours of music. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>